Lauren and I tried. We keep yeah. not getting away so with it. so hard <laughs> to be a serial killer in this day and age. <laughs> right, we Let us it. live. <laughs> Let us kill. <laughs> Welcome to Overdrinks, your new favorite podcast with the sisters you didn't know you needed. Until I sat down here. Right oh now. my god! So we have a huge announcement to make. Chloe is hungover today, and I'm not. She kind of tricked me into staying in last night because she said she wasn't going to go out. And so, well, I was I've like, had oh, laryngitis well, all week, out. and I've been really sick. I got bronchitis. Bronchitis. I feel like I do. Anyway, and so I was like, okay, well, Chloe's not going out. I'll stay in as well. And like, I kind of like talked myself into it. I set myself. Four alarms last night, 11.52, <laughs> 11.54, 11.56, and 11.58 to go home. We worked and out every time work. they went on, I was on the dance floor and I just looked at my phone and was like, snooze. <laughs> that was like the time that night that we met the guy that said, like, I came out because I saw you guys getting I saw him over. last night. My, oh, did you? Random. I didn't talk to him though. I saw him in a distance. Uh, my alarmed to send myself home went out when we had like gone to the bar to do shots with him and I like saw it and I was just like no nope. <laughs> <laughs> you're never oh it's just it's just too hard it's just I too hard. hard I almost feel hungover today though it's like my body's like memory nice. yeah, yeah. So Sunday weird. should be hungover exactly I was just messaging Dan and I was like oh I kind of wish I was hungover right now I'm feeling like it's weird being fresh on a Sunday. All right, let's do this. All right, so we're going to start this episode. It's our final Halloween episode of October. <laughs> we know you guys are all glad about that. <laughs> Fucking get what rid a- of these half Halloween episodes. I've been getting so many messages from people being like, that was such a, f- that was so far, that was so interesting, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I love. Yeah. Obviously, Chloe's mates don't like it, but anyway. Why do so- you say mates? When do we ever say mates? I don't know. I'm saying a lot of weird stuff lately. Yeah. So- I think it's because I coach boys all the time. And so every now and then I'll say, yeah, I'll pick up something that they say. Not like you saying yeet. (laughs) Yeet. Nah, I don't really say it. It's more in a joking jargon. (laughs) No. Skirt. Drop that. You know that Timothy Chalamet and Pete Davidson thing? Anyway, so we're starting this episode with our favorite Halloween movies, our recommendations of what you have to watch this week. Mm -hmm. At least pick one. If you watch all 10, you're having a great week. We'll give another giveaway. (laughs) We'll do another giveaway. Yeah, we just gave our giveaway prize to our winner. Congratulations. Couldn't have been more deserving. She is a freaking legend. Yeah, she was stoked too, which was pretty cool. And yeah, now she can have the bougiest prize ever every weekend for the rest of her life. (laughs) Okay, so. Starting with our movie recommendations, our number one favorite that we watch every few years. Do you remember that night that we came back from like this Halloween? I think it was like a nasty girl and boohoo Halloween oh, party, and yeah. we got wasted. And we came home. What were we eating? I was eating on the floor in front of the heater. We got. Why um, did we have the heater on? It was October. We didn't do that. I think you're getting confused with another night because we're in my room. Oh, on my right. bed eating Domino's because Domino's had just oh. done a vegan menu and I was like oh my god I can't 
can get garlic bread too. And we got a whole bunch of dominoes. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so we're sitting on my bed eating dominoes and we were desperately trying to watch Double Double Toil and Trouble, our number one favorite Halloween movie. However, we couldn't find it anywhere. It's not on any, well, at this time it wasn't on any streaming. I've just like bought it on Apple. So I've just owned it now. So good luck trying to watch it, guys. I feel like keeping this mysterious. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just like really like an exclusive movie. You have to be like It's elite. the Olsen twins when they're babies. Yeah, they're really young. It's just so iconic. There's a creepy crow in it. Yeah, you have to watch it. Like that featured in our second Halloween episode, the creepy black crow. Remember? That was terrifying. Our second recommendation is Hocus Pocus. Also one of our favorites. Absolutely iconic. 10. Next is another one of our favorites. <laughs> Obviously, they're our top 10 favorites. Exactly. Practical Magic. Oh, it's so good. Young Nicole. So sick. Do you remember, oh my God, when we did that spell and buried it in the front yard? We were like teenagers as well. Yeah. I think I was like 16. I I don't even know what I want in a human being. So funny. I love her. We wrote down, just like they do in Practical Magic, we wrote down like all of the characteristics that we want in like a future boyfriend. And I wrote one blue eye and one green eye because of practical magic. Oh, yeah. A lot of the things that I wrote down actually ended up coming true in my next boyfriend. I should have wrote much different things in it. Yeah. And we folded it up, buried it in the front yard With under the rose quartz, under which yeah, is the love crystal, a rose crystal, rose quartz crystal under the rose bushes in the front yard what the fuck was wrong with us that was your idea and i was like yep sure thing Lars." lol just really getting into our inner witchcraft anyway so we did that that's our little practical magic i don't even remember what i wrote in there probably funny british accent all right so our next one is scream it's a bit classic. OG. It's pretty, it's scary, but it's not like horrifying scary. All of the 90s scary movies are just the best. Yeah, they're like those that Sasha flutes. and what's the next one? I know what you did last summer. I know what you did last summer. I fucking love it. She's like, what are you waiting for? <laughs> what are you waiting for? Also, I guess all the scary movies up until Scary Movie 3. After that, they just suck. But yeah, Scary Movie 1, 2, and 3 are pretty good too. The Addams Family, another mm. one of our favorites. I used to be obsessed, as you guys all know, with Wednesday Addams. And I tried to be her and used to like sleep like I was lying in a coffin at night and dressed like her for my seventh birthday. And it was just a whole thing. I feel like you bring that up every single episode. We I've know that, that you once. loved Wednesday Addams. <laughs> I've brought it up once. You bring it up every episode, Lauren. The Craft, also oh, classic, craft even just so for the, the fashion. The Covenant, the hottest male cast of the oh, early 2000s ever. Oh, my God. We were obsessed with I reckon movie. if we watched that now, though, it would be kind of cringy. Yeah. Just because they were reckon, so hot. I Nate, don't even think we would have found them, find them as hot now because it's, they were, like, typical of that time. Like yeah, yeah. the mid-2000s kind Nate of. Nate from Gossip Girl. Yeah, Nate from Gossip Girl. Do you remember that guy? What was his name? Steven something? Yeah. Yeah, and we were obsessed with him. He was really hot. This hot blonde guy. Who's isn't there a guy with long brown hair? Isn't yeah, that guy. He's kind of like the modern day Kaniki from <laughs> Greece. Don't oh you reckon? Oh my god. Anyway, so hot. And that hot girl that's also in She's the Man. The oh girl, yeah, she's yeah. in it as well. She's like the love interest. Scooby Doo. Okay. Both Scooby Doo one, Scooby Doo two. Freddie Juniors. I know. Well, he was so classic at that time. And finally, Casper, most importantly, Casper with my spirit animal Christina Ritchie, aka Wednesday Adams. And my one of my first crushes, so it was Leonardo DiCaprio and Devin Sawyer. They kind of look similar. They do. And him in this and in Now and Then, and they were actually love interests in both of them. 
Oh my God. He was just the hottest 12 year old you've ever seen in your life. When I was like 10, I was obsessed with him. Because he looks like now he's so etch looking. He just doesn't look anything. He doesn't yeah. even look like the same person. Thought- he's actually in a lot of like the crime shows that I watch. Like, Oh really? Yeah. I he s- kind of dropped off the face. Yeah. Thing. I thought he did for ages and now he's like been in quite a few things that I've Chancer. seen. He looks completely different. Like he's not even, you wouldn't even say he's hot. Yeah. No, that's well, why well, I got the well, name. Remember how I used to call that photo of Leonardo DiCaprio, my boyfriend, Scott? Yeah. That's where it came from. His character, Scott. No, Scott in Now and Then. Oh, I need to rewatch Now and Then. It's on something now, isn't it? I think so. Netflix? Disney? Something. (laughs) Another one of our great, great chats. Anyway, so that's our top list of the Halloween movies you have to watch. We're not getting any of the hectic ones. We didn't go through with my plan of watching a whole bunch of scary movies and putting ourselves through that for the podcast because it's not worth it. I like scary (laughs) movies. All right, so this week we're going to be taking you into the world of true crime. We both picked one hectic, iconic true crime story to bring to our last episode of the month of Halloween. <laughs> you're really calculating it's what like you're saying. I'm hungover as well. I feel like I'm giving you my hungover, hungover energy. energy. Yeah. I'm also super tired, so let's see how well I go reading this. Yeah. So we've both got one story each. I'm telling the story of the Son of Sam killer. Son of Sam? Yeah. You sneaky bitch. You gave me some options that you didn't include your own. Well, I'm doing the Zodiac Killer that everyone has heard of before. Surely. That's a good Halloween movie to watch. Everyone watch The Zodiac. Is that with... um, Is John Cusack in there? No. uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, Mark Ruffalo and Robert Downey Jr. That's right. I don't know where I got John Cusack from. What were we talking about? And we're like, oh, that's right. When it was our personality test, and it's like Oprah, Obama, and John Cusack. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It was so random. Lol. What movie? He's in like a hectic Halloween movie too. Is that called Room 41 or something like that? Yeah, that's crazy. I wish I would do All right, I'll start us off, guys. We've got the Zodiac Killer here. Dun, dun, dun. Shop yourselves in, guys. You may have already heard of him, guys. The Zodiac Killer is pretty iconic. Infamous, I should say, not iconic. <laughs> He's iconic. Zodiac killer. Slay, queen. Slay, Zodiac. Zodiac slay. San Francisco's Zodiac killer is one of the most infamous and most elusive serial killers of all time. And the most iconic. And the most iconic. Zodiac slay. He's believed to have murdered at least five people in Northern California between 1968 and 1969. I feel wink. like all the hectic <laughs> wink, wink. with the sixties. Well, I feel like they the could 60s, get away 70s with seventies and eighties were like when all of the hectic serial killers. I feel like were yeah, that you hear about they could get away with it back then. Yeah, it's much Not- harder now with like a security camera on every single corner and mm, like yeah, all the DNA. social media people just being Tests. able to whip out their phones. Exactly, Lauren and I've tried. We keep <laughs> yeah, not getting away so with it. So <laughs> hard to be a serial killer in this day and age. <laughs> I we Let us it. live. <laughs> Let us kill. <laughs> In 1968, a teenage couple was shot to death near their car in a remote area of North San Francisco. One year later, another couple was attacked in similar circumstances, though the male victim survived. Oh, this is sounding like quite similar to the old Son of Sam. Son of Sam. After the 1969 attack, the killer phoned the police to alert them of the crime and to take responsibility for the 1968 murders. Later that year, the Zodiac Killer attacked another young couple, though again... The male survived. The last known victim was a taxi driver who was shot dead in October 1969. 
The murders were the subject of intense investigation and media coverage. The reason this case is so widely known is because of his taunting letters to the newspapers and phone calls to the police. Oh my God, this is actually so similar to the Son of Sam. Oh my God, we should have thought about this better. (laughs) The letters often began with the words, this is the Zodiac speaking, and contained various cryptograms and taunts alluding to his planned murders. That's right. It was like a coded message that they had to work out. That's so crazy. I've seen... Zodiac maybe like five times, so I'm very familiar with this story. Wow. He's obsessed with the Zodiac cut. <laughs> He's zaddy. Zaddy! <laughs> we love it. Zodiac daddy. Most of the cryptograms remain unsolved to this day. Actually, oh my God. when I was doing my research... Should we try research, and do it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my brain trying to work it out. <laughs> It's so weird. But I was when I was doing my research, actually, and a, a guy from Melbourne, a mathematician from Melbourne, solved it in 2022. One okay, of his if it requires a mathematician, hardest, we yeah. probably can't do it. <laughs> one of his hardest um, things they solved. I was just... Wow. It was him and two other guys, and he's Australian from Melbourne. I was like, fucking mathematician slay. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember in the movie as well, I'm pretty sure it was like a housewife that ended up cracking one of the codes that they put in the newspaper. Oh, wow. Sometimes... Mm movies yeah they do it because they change things googling it after that and it being correct hopefully because that's cool the letters were also accompanied by the now infamous signature of the zodiac killer a circle with the cross running through it one message stated i like killing people because it is so much fun oh god i sounded like i'm sideshow bob just then Um, another cipher, the 340 cipher, mailed to the San Francisco Chronicle in November 1969, was finally decoded. This is one I was just talking about. Was finally decoded in 2020 by a team of three amateur code breakers. And its message began, I hope you're having lots of fun trying to catch me. Oh my God. So creepy. So creepy. Back in the 60s, the Zodiac's weapon of choice was a simple handgun. He killed his first victims, David and Betty, using a 22 semi-automatic pistol. Both were just teenagers, a high school couple on their first date, planning to attend a Christmas concert just a couple of blocks from Betty's home. Oh, that's sad. That was like the same as the son of Sam he killed. He went after a couple on their first date as well. Imagine getting murdered. Is the son on oh your first date? Oh my God, did we just date? figure it out? The Zodiac killer is the son of Sam! <laughs> There doesn't seem to be much rhyme or reason behind the killings, which makes them all the scarier. However, it does seem that the Zodiac Killer may have held a grudge against couples. So it was just some sad, lonely yeah. loser going and killing cute young couples. In cell vibes. In cell, 100%. In July 1969, he shot another couple, Michael and Darlene, with a 9mm handgun. In September 1969, the Zodiac changed up his MO. Once again, he targeted a young college-age couple, Brian and Cecilia, who were simply enjoying a picnic. However, instead of simply shooting them, he made Cecilia tie up Brian before tying her up. Then he drew a knife and stabbed them both repeatedly. Oh my God. So he's like escalating. Yeah, escalating. Miraculously though, Brian managed to survive despite eight stab wounds to the back. You know what it sounds like? It sounds like he's doing overkill on the women and not that much on the men. So he's got like 
Chloe, this is so similar to my thing, but I think this is a very common thing of serial killers, though. They, yeah. like, hate women, they go out there and they try and, like, kill them and they yeah, overkill them the because they have so much hatred towards them. Three of his male victims have survived. Chloe and I are both, like, experts on serial killers and killing and stuff like that because our family is a criminal minds family. <laughs> yeah. and we yeah. were obsessed with criminal minds and SVU and all of those shows, and mm-hmm. so we know all about, like, MOs and overkill and <laughs> some more stuff that we'll get into later. Incels. Incels. The final confirmed Zodiac victim was a taxi driver named Paul who was shot in the head by a passenger. Three days after Paul's murder, the San Francisco Chronicle received a letter from the Zodiac claiming responsibility for the crime. At the end of the letter, the killer suggested he was going to shoot out a tire of a school bus and, in quotations, pick off the kitties as they come bouncing out. Oh my god. Creepy. It's so crazy because he doesn't seem to have like a particular Young couple. Yeah, young couples, but now he's shot a taxi driver and he's, he's gonna kill the suggesting kids. Suggesting killing yeah. children, yeah. Just Probably like just it. to create more fear. Mm. Two of the Zodiac's victims oh two, sorry, I said three earlier. Two of the Zodiac's victims managed to survive, giving police plenty of evidence to go on. Plus, the Zodiac didn't exactly hide from the spotlight. He sent at least 18 letters to both newspapers and private citizens during his murder spree. Crazy. He obviously just, like, wanted fame from this. Yeah. He only killed five people, yeah. but he sent 18 letters. Yeah. Chill, babe. That's the same as Son of Sam. Fucking mm. <laughs> shut up about Son of Sam. The Son of Sam? I don't reckon we need to do it's Son of Sam life. anymore. <laughs> Despite the amount of available evidence, the police had no luck discovering the killer's identity during the initial investigation. In March 2004, the police marked the case as inactive, but then reopened it again in 2008, but still nothing surfaced. Inspired by the success of the DNA investigation in the decades-old Golden State Killer case, the police renewed their investigation efforts at the end of 2018. So when that movie came out, it still wasn't solved? No, so it leaves it open. They've got like three... I'm going to spoil it, but you guys should watch it anyway. Skip ahead if you don't want it to be spoiled. They have three people that they think it is, and then their main suspect dies of, like, cancer or something. They can't prove that it's him. Oh, right. He's fucking creepy as well in the movie. They say that DNA technology has finally evolved enough to give the police and the victim's families a new hope. Like, what do you got? Oh, wait. (laughs) Like, fuck off. (laughs) Let me tell you. (laughs) There's a chance that something could be extracted from the DNA samples, which were not considered viable before. For example, flaps of envelopes or stamps that were licked by the Zodiac. Oh, totally. Why would they think that? Because they're stupid old people. In old times. (laughs) Yeah, in old times. Everything was in sepia tone. Everything was in sepia tone. The whole movie's in sepia tone. (laughs) (laughs) Decades have passed since his murder spree, and the case still has thousands of potential suspects. Oh, my God. Thousands. All police departments have limited resources, both in terms of manpower and money that can be allocated to forensic research, plus the somewhat careless way in which genetic materials were handled before the evolution of DNA. Yeah, that's true. Does not help the investigators move forward. Technology has like advanced so quickly so in a relatively quickly, small, a small amount of time. As we worked out, the 60s were like only a couple of years ago. Yeah, the 60s <laughs> is like last week. <laughs> However, the Zodiac enthusiasts remain convinced that the killer is not only alive but that he can still be brought to justice wow i bet there's so many forums slay the zodiac yeah imagine the amount of like little groups that they'd have yeah. that meet up and be like okay guys i think i got this guy totally they've got the whiteboard out like yes. a whole bunch of string and they're like yeah oh my god totally i love it should we join one of those groups <laughs> start our own this is now the zodiac podcast <laughs> yes imagine 
Do we just like go straight true crime out of nowhere? Not out, out of, of nowhere. nowhere. This was just our little taste. <laughs> this is our easing into it, Mum. Oh my god! All right, he does up. Sorry, who are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing Jack the Ripper, guys. <laughs> okay, so Son of Sam. I was actually going to do. A couple. And then once I started reading about Son of Sam, there was just so much. <laughs> she just fell in love. She was like, I need to be loyal to my boy. <laughs> and I was like, Son of Sammy. No one can beat the Son of Sam. Sammy daddy and um, my Zodiac daddy. This guy daddy. is a straight freak. So, the Son of Sam, a.k.a. David Berkowitz. David Berkowitz was born into an impoverished family to a mother who had been abandoned by her first husband and was now having an affair with a married man. The married man looked after her and her daughter, but had one rule that she did not fall pregnant. Okay. <laughs> when she fell pregnant oh. with David, she gave him up for adoption in order to protect the married man's reputation. The weird thing is as well as when I was doing this research, it turns out that like the married man and his current wife and her, like the mistress were like all having dinner together often and stuff like that. So it was like this open secret kind of thing. Anyway, she is felt it a secret if it's open. Yeah, she well, she got she got pregnant and she Did gave she him like up for adoption. She liked to be Probably, I don't know. David was adopted by a lovely Jewish couple in New York. He showed early signs of antisocial behaviour when he was growing up, such as self isolation, bullying. Oh, there's a killer bee in the room. <laughs> it's someone with a chainsaw. It's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, dude. <laughs> is that real? That's just a movie, isn't it? Um, I think. It was based on a true story. Or at least we're going to tell everyone that it was. <laughs> People will just believe us. He showed early signs of antisocial behaviour when he was growing up, such as self-isolation, bullying, arson, and torturing animals. Jesus. At around age seven, his adoptive parents told him his biological mother died during childbirth. I don't know why they did this. Jesus like, Christ. Maybe so he wouldn't look for her or something. Yeah. And this led to feelings of extreme guilt and self-loathing. This was likely the catalyst for his severe depression. From a very young age, David struggled with severe depression, antisocial behavior, and schizophrenia. Mm. Schizophrenia affects the way a person thinks or feels, and in extreme cases can cause visual or audio hallucinations, which was the case for David. By the age 13, he started to hear voices. These voices told him to set fires and hurt things to make him feel better. Holy shit, that's so edge. He ignored them at first, but by age 14, he began to listen to what the voices said. He started setting small fires across New York and started torturing animals. He started by torturing cockroaches and slowly poisoning his mother's pet bird. This cruelty to animals escalated over time. Animal torture and setting fires are two of the three factors of the homicidal triad. This is something me and Chloe know a lot about. I used to talk about it oh on God. Criminal Minds all the time. Yeah. And one so time... It's, it's wetting the bed, torturing animals and setting fires. Yeah. Persistent wetting the bed. Yeah. If you like keep wetting the bed. Yeah. yeah. Into like an age past, you shouldn't do it. I think it's like attached to shame and stuff and right. like self-loathing and everything. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it was pretty funny. We used to watch Criminal Minds all the time and they would talk about it. And we realized that like one of our family friends, one of the little kids in this family used to do two of those things. And Chloe seriously said to our whole family, so should we tell the parents? I'm like, actually thought. To be fair, I was like 
15 or 14 or something. Yeah. I was like, if we're going to stop a serial killer. Like, yeah, she's like, he's definitely going to become a serial killer. Like, should we tell his parents that he's, he's going to become a serial absolutely killer? Absolutely not. I know, he's like the nicest guy. Kid. I know, it's so funny. But yeah, so that's that little backstory. Anyway. So, yeah, the homicidal triad is a set of three behaviours, cruelty to animals, setting fires, and persistent bedwetting, the presence of any two of which are considered to be predictive of or associated with violent tendencies, particularly with relation to serial killers. Over the years, David developed a deep hatred of women. He joined the military and while on leave, classic, he joined the military and while on leave during the Korean War, he met up with a prostitute and lost his virginity and contracted an STD. This oh, further solidified, yeah, further solidified his hatred for women. What STD did he get? I don't know. It just said he had venereal disease, which I thought was a specific disease, but it's what they used to call STDs. Oh. So it's like could be gonorrhea, could be chlamydia, could ew, be much things. So it could be <laughs> right. genital herpes. It could be warts. warts, crabs. So this further solidified his hatred for women. First, his biological mother gives him away. Then he is told she died during childbirth. Then his beloved adopted mother died. So in his mind, he'd been abandoned by both mothers. Then he experienced constant rejection from girls growing up. And his first sexual experience being with a prostitute who ended up giving him an STD. Well, back in the day as well, like the sex workers probably weren't given like regular STD checks Mm. and all of that type of stuff. And sexual health probably wasn't as well known and everything. Mm. So that was probably common. David believed he was a victim and blamed women for everything wrong in his life. As a result, he wanted to control them. And in his mind, killing them was the ultimate way to gain control over them and punish them for all the things wrong in his life. Classic, another incel here. David became interested in the occult and demonology and Satanism. He believed the voices he could hear were demons telling him to do things. The voices got worse, egging him on to do more and more extreme things. He first gave in to his urges to hurt women in 1975. On Christmas Eve of 1975, he stalked women around the streets of New York for hours until he spotted a young woman in a grocery store parking lot. The voices called for her blood. This is such a serial killer. I know. <laughs> like, this is like textbook serial killer. Like, the voices are telling me to do it. He fucking hates women. Got no CD. Like, what? Son of Sam. He's the ultimate. He's the ultimate. Fucking fuck Zodiac. Son of Sam. Sam. Son of Sam. He's my new bae. The voices called for her blood. He approached her from behind and stabbed her in the back with a hunting knife. The woman screamed, startling David, and he ran away. Wait, this is in the grocery store. This is in the grocery store carpet. <laughs> Car park. Imagine in like aisle seven, it's just like stabbing someone and like super surprised that she screamed. A few hours later, he cornered a 15 year old girl and tried again, stabbing her six times, including in the head. Once again, she screamed and David took off. Despite being stabbed six times, the young girl survived. Oh, yeah. Crazy. Fucking survivor. Did she play? I'm a survivor. I'm a congiver. We should not be joking. I know, seriously. Well, every sentence I say, you crack up. (laughs) Because it's just so textbook. Yeah, it's so typical. Typical man. We hate men. (laughs) You all are serial killers. (laughs) All right. Although both women lived, this ignited his desire to hunt and kill women. He began to stalk and kill dark-haired women at night. In his mind... It gave him the power to assert control over the women that had rejected him his whole life. It was up to him whether they lived or died. 
he would kill them or spare their life on a whim. He constantly fantasized about how he would kill women. These killings were not a result of his schizophrenia, but of his twisted desire for revenge and control over women in his life. David often blamed the voices in his head, but schizophrenia does not turn you into a murderer. Mm. Soon after his first attacks on Christmas Eve, 1975, he began a one-year killing spree from 1976 to 1977 in the Bronx, Queens, and Brooklyn. Fueled by a sense of entitlement and rage against women, he would hunt young, dark-haired women. Lurking in the shadows, he'd creep up on women sitting in their cars. He would fire into their cars repeatedly until everyone was dead. Then he would leave... Fire shooting guns. Guns, yeah. Fire shooting guns. (laughs) Is that what it is? Is that it, Lauren? (laughs) Then he'd leave cryptic messages daring police to catch him. He told police he was urged on by demonic voices. Soon, the city of New York was in a state of terror with this maniac serial killer on the loose. The first time David was successful in killing was July 1976. He crept up on two girls, aged 18 and 19, who were sitting in a car outside one of their homes, chatting and laughing about the night they had just had. How many times have you done that as well? So too close to home. David shot at the car over and over, even pulling the trigger long after his gun was out of bullets. This further depicts his extreme hatred of women. How does anyone know that? Because I think he ended up completely confessing to everything later. And so I just kept shooting. And even though there's no bullets, I kept pulling the trigger. (laughs) Overkill usually signifies a personal killing and hatred. As we went (laughs) on earlier. Guys, I already told you. You already know. You already know. One of the girls was killed, Donna Loria, and the other survived. David said he was literally singing to himself all the way home after that first killing. He said all the pressure, tension, and hatred immediately dissipated after he pulled the trigger, but that feeling didn't last long. Uh, is there a movie about this? I've definitely heard of it in movies before, so probably. Let's look it up. David's fascination with the occult, demonology, and black magic continued, his obsession becoming stronger and stronger. Now, this is when it gets really tied into Halloween here, which is so weird because I didn't realize this until I was already like doing this research. Mm-hmm. He developed a particular interest in the Celtic deity, Sawan, spelled S-A- Sawan, it sounds like how Ollie said spider. <laughs> That's Stawa. Stawa? Hey, guys, Don't Stawa. bring Ollie into this. <laughs> spelled S-A-M-H-A-I-N. This is where the name Son of Sam came from. David believed Sarwin was the Celtic god of... Now, why are they called the Celtics, but it's Celtic? I don't know. David believed Sarwin was the Celtic god of the dead. Sarwin became the centre of David's new reality. He read as much as he could about him in order to feed into his demon fantasy story. He read book after book on demonology, black magic, and Satanism. Soon, Sarwin became his symbol for his sinister urges and hatred towards women. He prayed to Sarwin for more opportunities to hurt women. Jesus. Such a psycho. Or should re- I say Samhain? <laughs> Samhain. <laughs> That'll be our new thing. Samhain, give Samhain. me strength! <laughs> In reality, according to historians, Samhain is actually the ancient Celtic festival for Halloween. It was celebrated on October 34. 34. <laughs> <laughs> so the 3rd of November. <laughs> on October 31st, and people would even dress up as spirits and go door to door for food. So that's oh been going God. on since like ancient times. Yeah. 
However, oh, I already knew that. However, <laughs> mean song go with that. <laughs> Shut up! These demons in the head. Imagine if you had a demon with a chainsaw in your head every day. Jesus, Lauren, what the fuck? <laughs> Do you? Because we could think of that. We could hear the chainsaw. It's not a chainsaw. Noise. Oh, it's, it's a, a lawnmower. I know, but we're saying it was the Texas Chainsaw Massacre guy before. You Get on it. my level. You're too hungover for my level of humor. <laughs> okay. Your level of wit. So David prayed to and even made offerings to Salman. He scribbled strange demonic phrases all over his apartment walls. How fucking edge is oh, that? This is so intense. There is a movie about it, by the way. I looked it up. and it's What's it called? Son of Sam. Summer of Sam. Ooh. 1999. It's actually R-rated. And it's got um, Adrian Brody. Oh, my God. I love Adrian Brody. Spike Lee. Oh, my God. Mira Savino. We love her. She's Romy. from Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. Oh, my God. That girl, that pretty girl that's in Things We yeah. Never Know Her Name. Slay. Oh, that guy that's like the poor man's Al Pacino. Yeah. Do you see him? I uh, was that. You guys have no idea who you're talking about. <laughs> well, that you're guy. interested, you can Look Google up the him. cast and you'll see. John Legizumano. John. Not him. He's not a poor man's Al Pacino. That's something like him. That guy. He's a poor man's <laughs> I thought you were talking. I was like, yeah, like a meth version yeah. of Al Pacino. Yeah. What's his name? Michael Imperioli. Whoa, he sounds like a monster. Midnight in the movie. Of course it is. All right. David would send letters to the police, taunting them and daring them to catch him, just like the Zodiac. He became obsessed with his first kill, Donna Loria, and referred to her as his princess in many of the letters he sent to police. Oh, no. He believed that Sarwan promised him that if he killed enough other women, he would be reunited with his princess, Donna, in heaven. You're not going to heaven, babe. That's the most fucked up thing ever. Good fucking luck getting there. Straight to hell. You're going to be with Sarwan. (laughs) You and Sarwan for all eternity. The city of New York soon found out about the letters and were terrified of the so-called Son of Sam killer. Women were hiding at home and too scared to go out at night. The nightlife in the Bronx, Queens and Brooklyn shut down as the city was ruled by fear of the Son of Sam killer. How many people did he kill? I'll get to that. Just stay tuned. Trying to ruin your story. Now, this is crazy. Hair dye sales skyrocketed as women were dyeing their hair blonde to avoid being the next victim. How crazy is that? Oh my God, I remember hearing something about this actually. The police created a task force to catch the son of Sam Killer. Over 300 police officers joined. Oh my God. David loved the attention he was getting. He cut out newspaper clippings of any reports of son of Sam. He felt like he was in control of the entire city. The fear instilled in everyone in New York was the ultimate control fantasy come to life. One of the major things that ultimately led to David's arrest was that he began to taunt his neighbours. He sent them creepy letters like he had to the police, signing off anonymously or as the son of Sam or in one instance as another neighbour he was also taunting, like trying to like pit them against Mm. each other or something. He continually wrote to one neighbour complaining about his barking dog and eventually shot the dog. He wasn't seen and got away with it. The dog survived, though, guys. Don't worry. Oh, thank God. Can you say that earlier? Yeah, he, like, nearly died. He was rushed to, like, a veterinary hospital or whatever. But he, he nearly died because he was saved. Isn't it funny how you're talking about all these women that he I know. Killed, <laughs> like, don't worry, guys. Dog. The dog survived. <laughs> it was like the witches episode as well. We were like, and 
they killed two dogs. It's like 150 women and two dogs. After the neighbors compared notes and realized they both had experienced strange encounters or issues with David Berkowitz, so they suspected him of writing the letters, they took them to the police. Oh my god, and then they matched the handwriting? (gasps) They fucking didn't, because they were idiots. It took a while for the police to take this seriously and follow it up, and more attacks happened in the meantime. From 1975 to 1977, David Berkowitz killed six people and wounded a further 11, including the two stabbing victims on Christmas Eve 1975. So same as like the Zodiac, he barely killed anyone, but he was like this huge infamous killer, like, and everyone was scared of him. I mean, killing six people in a year is still a lot. Closing down the nightlife over six people. But I think it was because it was like, (laughs) get over it. Don't you dare take my bars away from me. Exactly. I don't care if I'm going to get murdered at the end of that. As long as I get a good dance on before. We're fine. We're blonde. He wouldn't come after us. Mm. Don't do it. I did it. <laughs> she keeps killing my Kenny. I'm not killing him. Oh, my God. She, she killed, killed Kenny. <laughs> I break off the little dead parts. It's supposed to. Otherwise, it, it, it spreads. Kenny is my palm tree, if anyone is <laughs> getting concerned. <laughs> it's not that hamster. <laughs> The evil spreads if you don't kill it. Alright. The police also found three journals describing close to one thousand five hundred fires started by David all over New York. Oh he was only journaling about them all. Yeah. He kept he kept like a he kept note of every single one. Oh my my god, did you just hear that? That was her her neck cracking. Oh! What? I'm so jealous. I can't do that. It was the same side both times. It was just kind of. She just cracked her jaw out of Jacques and that she can't speak. Oh my God. He was only 24 when he was finally caught and arrested. He was charged with 1,500 counts of arson and six murders. <laughs> After <laughs> what the five hundred five? The fuck out! Like just calm down. Calm down. Like two fires is a lot. Two fires is a ridiculous amount. One fire is too many. Yeah. One fire is too many fires, David. <laughs> oh my god. Fifteen hundred. How do you have the time? I don't know. You set a fire a day. Well, he was too busy not having sex with girls, so he could go around doing it <laughs> all day. If you set a fire a day, that is still, yeah. that's 4.1 years if you set a fire a day. Like, what are you doing? What? Chill out, David. Are you kidding? Take a chill pill. <laughs> oh, my God. The chainsaw is now in the house. <laughs> Someone's mowing their lawn, and we've probably cut out a lot of this. I don't even know if we'll leave this part in, but we've been calling it a chainsaw, or at least I have. <laughs> and it just seems to be getting closer and closer, and I don't know how they could possibly be getting any closer unless they are literally no, mowing the walls. No, I think it's our Naya. It's our Naya. It's our Oh, I'm at delirious point now. I think it's our neighbour because Dad's got a bad Achilles, so he's like, if you want me to do them, you don't have to pay to get someone in. Oh, right, yeah. So he's, he's, being, he's being a legend. Right. After psychological examination, he was determined to be insane but competent. <laughs> you think? Yeah. You think? Lucky they got that psychological examination fires. done. Oh, my God. But 
he was also determined to be competent, meaning he could still stand trial for his crimes. During his trial, he chanted, Stacy is a whore, over and over, referencing one of his victims. Even in jail... Do you know that's where the song Stacy's mum comes from? (laughs) (laughs) During... (laughs) He wrote it to Fountains of Wayne. (laughs) In jail... Even in jail, David continued to taunt the police, sending them books on witchcraft and claiming to have information on other murders. He ended up confessing all of this information to a reporter because he wanted to keep that fame going and like mm. keep telling everyone about it. He was also bullied and ridiculed heavily in jail. And so this was a way, if he like admitted to it, he would get like special privileges or something and get away from oh, the other inmates. Oh, he's mentally ill. Exactly. So he ended up admitting and confessing everything of this. And this is how we have a lot of this well, information. That's why he said that he just kept pulling the trigger. Yeah, exactly. Him. So he said he would even return to the scene of the crime. Another common thing. Mm, in serial killers. Yeah. Or they ret- also like to help out sometimes. Yeah, with- exactly. Insert themselves into the yeah, investigation. investigation. Yeah. He would even return to the scene of the crime to fantasize about his attacks and the murders he committed. He said, now this is really fucked up, guys. It was an erotic experience for me to see the remains of bloodstains on the ground, a police chalk mark or two. Seated in my car, I would contemplate these grisly mementos and masturbate. <gasps> I knew it was going there, but I still didn't oh. want it to happen. Yuck. Yuck. Yuck, 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 yuck. You fucking freak. You were disgusting. Is that not? It's you, Lone. Yeah. That not is him. So, oh, like, sexual gratification it's always the case. What is wrong okay, with this? Okay, first people? of all, sitting in a car and masturbating is fucking creepy at any time. But over your crime scene of exactly. someone you murdered someone? Oh, God. Now, this is the most fucked up thing of the whole story. I don't story. think it can get more fucked up. Apparently, later in life, he found God and turned to Christianity and now refers to himself as the son of hope. He even released a book and has a website called ariseandshine.com where he tells... <laughs> Where he tells his story and quests for spiritual redemption. That's the worst part of everything. (laughs) It's worse than the murders. What the fuck? Oh my god, Christians would love that. Like we 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 healed this guy. Exactly. He's one of us now. He's got nothing else to do. He's in jail. Oh my god. So crazy. Anyway, that's the son of Sam for y'all. Isn't he like y'all? (laughs) There he is. Absolutely crazy like literally crazy yeah literally crazy but once again i want to reiterate that just because he had depression and schizophrenia mental illness does not make you a murderer this was his own fucked up way of what's the word justifying it do you remember that episode that we watched of criminal minds and i know it's just a show so it's not really the same thing but that boy who was like i'm having all these he was like a teenage boy and he's like i'm having all these weird feelings that i kind of want to like murder someone and then he ended up killing himself so that he didn't kill anyone. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's what you should do. If you think you're going to kill someone, kill yourself instead. Mm. Oh, whoa. Maybe just, like, go to the police. He went yourself, to the police because up. he hadn't done anything. Oh, my God, Nothing he not do anything. Yeah. Out. That's crazy. <gasps> crazy. You hear crazy. about that with, like, pedophiles and stuff as well. Yeah. They, like, hate themselves for doing that or having those feelings. And sometimes they try and, like, stop themselves from, like, actually acting out on it. Yeah. And we're going to leave you on that. <laughs> see ya. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> oh, no, my God. We'll see you guys next week. Yeah. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed Halloween that. Halloween episodes. I know. I feel like oh, we need I to keep... my screen. Did you oh, know I did? Oh, my God. 
We will continue some of this fucked up stuff though, because we're going to do an Army Hammer episode now that the um, documentary's now, out. We're doing that next. Not next. Uh, so, <laughs> and then we're going to talk about all the ways that you can die. <laughs> Here's a question. No, Would you rather be burnt alive or drowned to death? <laughs> Sweet dreams, oh, everyone. Episode again recently. So funny. Well, yeah. we were just moving the couch this morning and we're like, pivot. pivot. Anyway, guys, we hope you enjoyed that and found it interesting and didn't get too traumatized and I completely turned off our podcast by now. But <laughs> it's Halloween. What are you going to do? It's time to get a bit spooky. I'm actually having a Halloween party this weekend. Yes. So hopefully we'll have some fun tales from that for you. All right. Bye, everyone. We love you. Bye. bye.